Hello, everybody. Been a while since I posted anything or recorded anything. It's been a busy few days. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's amazing how busy we've been. It's just, geez. There's so much crap going on, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, but, uh, life has been good so far. Anyway, so, I know in the past, just, I was trying to rant and talk to make, make podcasts as random thoughts. I thought I would, uh, just make some, <clears throat> make, you know, just talk about something, I don't know, random. I don't really don't have any idea what the hell to talk about. I'm sitting here thinking about it. What would be interesting that someone would think was interesting? I've done a little bit of everything in my life, I guess. But some people find it interesting, some people, you know. But I've done literally something, dabbled in something. I've built stuff manufactured stuff, tore stuff apart. I remember one time, and, and I, you know, you don't, you, they say you like your job, you never, you never work a day in your life. Well, I mean, I've had days like that where, I mean, like, holy crap, I can't get, I can't believe getting paid to do this. One time, I get a call, and uh, I'm asked, you know, they, they tell me, he says, look, in fact, it's uh, my brother, and he says, how long do you think it'll take to scrap an airplane that's so-and-so long, so-and-so tall, you know, and so-and-so wide, doesn't have any wings on it? And I'm like, well, I mean, think about it. I said, well, do you have any idea what kind of airplane we're talking about? So it's like a, it's basically like he says, it's like a Southwest Airlines airplane. And it's a little bigger, you know, it's a little bigger than Southwest Airlines airplane. It's right up on the runway, right up on the International Airport runway. They've used it for some training, but it doesn't have a tail section or it doesn't have wings. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I've never, I've never broken down an airplane before. I had an excavator, and we're going to take our big excavator up there, and at the time, it's got a big, uh, it's called a, a Labounty 
here on it. And what the Labonte here is, it is basically a big pair of scissors that cuts, you know, that cuts steel. It's a big demolition tractor, basically. And, uh, I said, okay, I said, I said, it'll at least take a couple, it might, it might two days, if you can keep, if you can send me trucks to load, I think I can get it, I think I can get out in two days, because he tells me, he tells me it's 110 feet long, I can't remember how long it was, but it, it was big, it was a big, it was basically a cigar-shaped cylinder. And it had the legs, and you know, had the the wheels on it, the landing gear on it. And like I said, I've never messed with an airplane before, so, uh, so uh, <clears throat> I do. And uh, you know, he, he's calling me. At, in the early days of having a cell phone. And he's asking me, you know, I'm out in the truck and I'm hauling a load in from God only knows where I don't know where I'm hauling. I I remember I was driving a truck at the time I was bringing the load in. And he tells me, he says, it's a hundred and it's over a hundred feet long. It's like a hundred and ten feet long. It doesn't have it doesn't have a tail section, it doesn't have wings. And uh it's got the cockpit, you know, so it's basically a cigar, basically, with wheels on it, and, uh, I tell him, if you, if you keep trucks coming to me, you know, if you keep, give me empty trucks, and that means me load, me load the trucks, and, and they, and the drivers haul them away and come back. And keep a steady stream going. I said I can probably get it done in two days. And he says, "Well, I I don't think you can do it in two days." He said, "I'll give you a week." And I said, "Okay, well, you know, a week then." I said, "But I said I think it'll take about two days." And uh, at the time, Merle was was our neighbor, and he. Uh, he, they load up the excavator and they take it out to the base and unload it. It doesn't get there, I remember, till like 10 or 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So I get out there and I start on it, on this airplane, and I don't realize this, but a freaking airplane is made out of tissue paper. When you have, when you have like an excavator and you know, something big, like, you know, big, I believe the 235 Caterpillar Excavator. And, I mean, all you had to do is touch this thing and you'd punch a hole in it. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it's real, it's made, well, you know, it's made to fly. You know, it's made to go in the air so they want to make it as light as possible. Well, you don't realize, you don't realize looking at one how, just how fragile they are. You know, it's amazing that when they come and land, that they don't break. And that's what I figured out real quick was the hardest part of this airplane was the landing gear. The landing gear was the toughest, was the toughest sections. Because, I mean, it, 
I had an unloading uh, roll-off containers, and the roll-off's approximately uh, 25 feet long. And uh, I just made it off where I thought it was about 25 feet. And I can cut, and I can cut this airplane off, and I can put two sections of the airplane in a roll-off. So it loaded real fast the body of the plane. The hardest part was cutting up the the landing gear, the hard points where you know it actually, you know, took the abuse. And just the engineering involved in an airplane, you gotta respect because it's just amazing. It's just amazing the abuse that they can take. You know, how fast they go and all that. Anyway, so it uh, the next day at noon, I was loading up. I was loading up the excavator, sending it back to the yard. We we're done with it. I'd cut this whole airplane up. And Paul was happy. He's pleased this time. So I went back to work. And, you know, I went back to work driving a truck. And uh, Paul and the, and the guys cleaned up. Because it made, made a lot of garbage. A lot of garbage came out of it. But they cleaned up all the mess and did it right there on the runway. It's pretty cool because, you know, you can't see the shadow of the airplane anyway, but I imagine there's people who actually saw us out there cutting up the airplane and they're, you know, they're taking off because they never cut the runway down. And we're sitting there 500 yards away from an active runway or the airplanes are coming in, landing, dropping people off, reloading people, and taking off again. And a lot of people didn't even know we were there. They're totally oblivious to what's going on. Well, you know, you, you don't exactly have a you don't exactly have a gunfire view from an airplane. They just give you a little seat where you where you sit. But that was pretty cool. And uh, we got that done with just a feather in our cap. Was, you know, just, and then one of those deals where we got our, got our foot in the door and got a lot of work out of that from doing that because uh, they thought it was a job that couldn't get done. And we went out there, and by gosh, we, we nailed it. We went out there and banged it out. Wasn't nothing but another day, cloudy day. It was, you know, it just got it done. And uh, that's one thing I can say for my brother. I just got to give him props because whatever he touches turns to gold. He is such, he is such a, <clears throat> a brilliant businessman. Like he'll come, this is just, this is just like, you know, it's just like, well, an example, he'll say, oh, <clears throat> I bought a load of number two pencils, and I paid X amount of dollars for them, and I said, I'm going to sell these pencils, and we're going to make X amount of profit, and, and, ter- and it, it, every time he gets us involved in these deals, these scams, and it, well, not scams, but legitimate work where we go, we bust our ass, and we're about to lose a farm, and 
you know, you think, and by God, we we always pulled through. We always made a buck. We all, you know, just a brilliant, brilliant businessman. He, he is to this day. I mean, he just, all the success that we've ever had is because of him. And and it, it, it's really it, it's really kind of cool because he's humble about it. He doesn't brag. He's not real braggadocious. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't, you know, toot his own horn. A lot of people say. A lot of people say, "Oh well, your dad, your dad gave you know gave you his business and and." Uh, that's where Paul started off. He got his wealth from his dad. It's not true. Paul, what we got is what my brother built, and it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. But you know he doesn't brag about it. You know, no one needs to know. He he says he says why why tell him? No people don't care. You know, let them think what they want. And I've always. And I've always tried to live my life like I'm just humble, you know. He, I've always looked up to him. He's always been like a superstar. He doesn't see it that way. I mean, he doesn't He doesn't look at it that way. He said, eh, it's just it's what I do. And thrives under pressure. Loves, loves competition. And it's just... It, it just amazes me every day. Every time I talk to him, I'm just in awe. But what's that? And uh, yeah, he just—he's definitely a character. I mean, amazing, amazing person. Anyway, so All the times we were out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> the worst place in the world is a damn truck because you have nothing to do but drive and think, you know. Because there's points where you know you get between between towns and near your shit, you're 500 miles away and there's nothing to do but drive. It's not like you can stop and oh look. The world's largest ball of twine. I'm gonna stop there and have a coke. Well, you, the, lo- the longer you stop, the longer it's gonna take for you to get home. So you just pass. You just pass the, the world's largest ball of twine and pass the world's largest mud hut, and you just keep keep on going, and you let the tourists stop there and enjoy themselves, and you just slip on through. You know where the place is at. I know a lot of places that I've never visited. You know, like <laughs> I've been by the Grand Canyon a hundred times, never paid attention to it. You know, I've been within you know a couple miles of it, and you know you just keep going because I gotta get back. You got a schedule to keep. Tomorrow I gotta be over here, to, you know, at this time, and you know. I gotta get unloaded and and then reload or whatever and take my tools where I need the next job and be over there ready to load up. You know, pretty cool. 
I mean, but you you uh, you operate like that, and you and you pretty soon you look back and you're shit. I've been doing this for ten years. I've been doing this for fifteen. I've been doing this for twenty years. I'm like, where in the hell is time gone? And you know, you you don't you don't think about it. You know, you just keep. Keep pushing, keep pushing that rock. I guess. Keep your nose to the grindstone. But kind of cool. I don't have any regrets. You think about it now, like where in the hell did all the time go? But you dumbass, you spent it all. You, you when you were there living it. Like now, I've gone through. Don't have any teeth now for so long, but you know it's embarrassing to go out in public. You know, and unfortunately, I have to talk a lot on the phone. You can hear me talk now. You you probably can't understand a lot of what, what I'm saying. And uh, I come across like that to a lot of people on the phone. Where they think, oh shit, are you sick? Or, you know, are you, are you sick? How are you feeling? You know, with this COVID crap going on. They think, oh shit, you got COVID, you know, or, or, uh, a bad connection, or, you know, it's a, just really embarrassing because I, you know, I tried to, I tried to get, I said, well, it's a bad connection, you know, my phone's not working. What's well, text? You know, your box is full again, just text me, and and uh, we'll get you taken care of, you know, and I try to stand top of it like that, and try not, try not to talk to as many people as I can. I try to, I haven't been going around people because I don't want to be judged for not having any goddamn teeth, goddamn hillbilly, but I'm working on it, I'm going to go see the dentist, I think, uh, next week at some point, I'm not sure the date, Noel has the date figured out, but I'm looking forward to going to see the dentist and get me some damn teeth made up or whatever needs to be done, but I tell you what, you want to... You want you don't realize that your teeth like control help control your sinuses. They help control you know like like even even equilibrium you know and standing up like your like your you know like your balance and you don't realize that without them you know you you're missing that and it's like. You know, you try to stand up, or you try to, and it's just shit. It's it's hard. I don't know how people, uh, man. I don't know how people do this. And it's, and it's I've gotten used to. I've gotten used to quite a bit. You know, quite a bit because, you know, you have uh, some bone and stuff grow back before you can get fitted for. Your dentures, or your, I don't know if we're going to do inserts or what, but I don't know. Implants or what, but 
I haven't talked to the dentist about that, but <clears throat> I don't know how people back back a hundred years ago dealt with no teeth. I guess you just freaking died. I don't know. Say soup. I tell you what, soup is wonderful until you have to eat that shit all the time. You know, you 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 don't get to eat any solid food. You have to, you know, you have to eat soft stuff. That gets really old. I don't, uh, I don't know, uh, how people got along with, you know, but I guess we'll get to go see the dentist next week. But anyway, let's see how long I've been rambling on here. 20 minutes. Dang. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. But anyhow, so... Just my thoughts for today. And like I said, I'm sorry. I know I got a couple friends friends and family that, that, that listen to it, but I haven't posted anything new in a while. So I just wanted to uh, just throw something up there and just say hi to everybody and hope everybody's doing good. And anything, just shoot me a message or call me. You got my phone number, everybody. Everybody who knows me, anyway. Or anybody I care to talk to, to be honest with you. But, uh... Just, uh, like I say, life's been good. And we've been really busy. I've been really proud of, the, proud of the guys. They're, uh, they complain a lot, you know, but shit, you never think grown men are complaining the way they do. But they, uh, they, they get the job done. I got a pretty good core of guys right now. But. Get it, get it hammered out, get the job done. We've been keeping up with the mass, and we've been moving quite a, quite a bit of material and scrap and stuff. Keeping the mill busy. Got to get a bunch of HMS from move tomorrow for one point A to point B tomorrow, but my guys will get it done. I mean, I Oh, it's not even tomorrow. Today's Friday, by God. So, we'll have to work on it on Monday. But we'll get it done. We'll get it done in a day. I mean, we'll, we'll haul shit quicker than the guys can pick it up off the ground and load it up in a truck. They won't be able to keep up because they got to keep, they got to keep other trucks unloaded and stuff. But we'll uh, we'll keep the mess going, and uh, yeah. So anywho, I'm gonna sign off now, I guess, and everybody, and have a good good night's dream. Have a good weekend. I'll try to post tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know if there's a place to leave a comment or whatever, but if I mean, you want me to. 
Well, not anything specific, just, uh, send me a, send me a note somehow, yep. I assume most of you have my cell phone or you text me or send me an email, but anyway, I'll talk to y'all later. Y'all have a good night.